Welcome to season two of Core Noir. This one I'm going to be calling Fight for Your Life. Yeah, good luck to you, George. I I just I realized, and I know this is kind of a weird like thing for for not not I should have talked about it before, but the first season we had originally called it a meeting at the docks, and then I just kept labeling it a night at the docks. So I apologize to everybody for getting that wrong, but you knew what was going on. So this one I will always do is fight for your life because that one's pretty easy to remember. Maybe. Anyway. And terrifying. <laughs> exactly. It's always looming over you, John. So let's talk about what kind of happened after season one of Core Noir. So basically what happened is George, well, everybody kind of knows what happened, but I'm going to say kind of what happened after that kind of thing. George was able to take out the the bad cop, Dick Williams, who had kind of mastermind trying to sell drugs through the Imperial taxi, through some of these people that were working there, uh, your Tim Mickelson, your um, Alan McKay, your Isaiah Woods and Daniel Day, all of them paid for it with their lives. So spoiler, spoiler happening right now. The other guys that were working for Imperial that were part of this plot to sell drugs through the taxis, through picking them up and have, you know, making them think that it's going to be these, you know, just regular taxi rides, but really it's a drug exchange. They were the other people that hadn't died in between all of the story or whatever had been taken out. It had been ruled mob related. Um, George probably could figure out right away that it was through uh, Mr. DeLuca. Uh, he was uh, pissed about these guys trying to go and do things on their own instead of involving him and trying to take his money away from them. So they were slaughtered, whatever, murdered in cold blood. How they were murdered in cold blood, it doesn't matter at this point. Kind of a storyline there. Um, unfortunately, no one was able to technically link DeLuca to these murders. Crazy as that sounds. So unfortunately, these deaths have kind of just gone unsolved-ish. So yeah, so that kind of ends what has kind of happened there. Imperial Taxi kind of took a hit in the whole storyline of all of that. Charlene Woodard actually is still in charge of Imperial Taxi, but times are hard, but she is a strong businesswoman and she has tried to do as much as she can to renew imperial taxi's name that is just something that's in the foreground right now come hopefully or maybe we'll come back back to that in the future as far as o'Shea goes it kind of leaked through some channels that o'Shea was kind of helping george try to help solve this scheme or whatever so he he uh o'Shea got some credit as far as a policeman to kind of getting 
some of these uh, to get this bad cop off of the scene. And then as a part of that, it went down the chain and there was a bunch of different bad cops that were kind of picked um, through that. So there, it was it was more of a dismantling of the uh, Queen's PD. So it's one of those things where O'Shea was in as far as the as far as the the just the the people of Queens and surrounding know there he's kind of like a hero, but within the Queens PD he's kind of a pariah where it was kind of like. You know, he just took down all these cops and stuff like that. So his status hasn't really gone up. It's more kind of stayed the same or even kind of lowered a little bit. So it's been kind of a rough go for him. But he still, because of being able to take out some of the bad cops or whatever, he hasn't quite, he's not quite, you know, the lowest rung, but, you know, he's kind of struggling. But he uh, still keeps up with George getting to what what's been going on with George we'll kind of we'll have John kind of come in and talk about some of the things but I just wanted to kind of mention a few things like he's had his 15 seconds of fame with the whole taking down the corrupt cop and kind of the inner workings of the corrupt cops within Queens PD and he's gotten a lot of people coming in and you know wanting him to help out with certain things and stuff like that but then he's also gotten these some of these crazy jobs like, oh, you know, my second cousin has gone missing or whatever. And it's like they were just on vacation or something like that. You know, just just some weird stuff happening and stuff like that. And uh, for a long time, he had a lot of good money coming in and stuff like that. But because of his 15 minutes of fame kind of fading away and the upcoming winter that we're going to be going in here, we're actually going to fast forward six months into 1947 into January where it's a little bit more winter and snowy. Um, it's kind of dropped off. Uh, one other thing I'll mention too, I feel like I'm being long winded, but there's a lot of information I want everybody to know after the death of the mayor being murdered by his wife, they actually elected a new mayor, the mayor Leonard Sullivan. He is from Sullivan construction He's actually a lot of the buildings that are spread out within Queens and surrounding cities all have the Sullivan construction stamped right on, you know, right on the front of it or, you know, whatever built by Sullivan construction or whatever. So Leonard Sullivan's had a major impact with Queens and the surrounding cities. So it was kind of like a no brainer for him to kind of be elected as mayor. So yeah, so he was elected as mayor, and and uh, for his first speech, he was in front of City Hall and proclaimed, Today marks the dawn of a new day. This area has been rife with lowlifes and dirty cops for way too long. This city deserves better. You deserve better. As your new mayor, I promise that these streets are going to be cleaner than my plate on Thanksgiving Day. Getting a little chuckle from everyone. So... Mr. Sullivan's kind of forte is basically cleaning up Queens to be this safer, more business-like, more bringing everybody together kind of city. So that's, so a new mayor has been crowned. He's fairly fresh. So he's been trying to kind of weed out some of the things to make stuff better. And this is kind of where we're at. Dig it. All right. Now, that was a lot of talking. Hopefully, no one fell asleep during that. <laughs> it's a lot of information, I know. But 
it's, it's stuff that everybody needs to know. So the setting of what's going on right now is basically it's going to be, so I think we're, we, if we're going to be doing this, we probably should set it as spoiler alert. We're spe- we're going to be setting this starting out in the, at the glow eventually here. I think we'd probably call it new year's Eve then. Uh, yeah, call it new year's Eve. Okay. So let, yeah. So let's say it's not quite, it's not quite 1947 yet. It's new year's Eve, uh, a big snowstorm in quotes, a lot of people aren't believing it, but it may it may just happen. It's supposed to be hitting the New York area, so the Glow Lounge is going to be uh, hosting. Uh, God, what would you call that? Uh, New Year's Eve party. Yeah, mm-hmm. New Year's Eve party. But like, I want to have it like themed, like it's like Winter Wonderland mm-hmm. or something like that. So it's like everything's blue and everything's bright and everything's just like. It's like, you know, like a blue renewed or something like that. So they're going to have a big, big get together as George is kind of cleaning up to leave to go. Yeah. I just want to see where you think George is at. And if you have any ideas of like, what do you want to talk about? But, but what's been happening with you too? Like, I, I don't want to just leave it up to me telling you what, what was, <laughs> what's been happening. I mean, I think that sums it up, right? So like, you know, he, he gets his 15 minutes and, you know, kind of enjoys that because the money's better, right? But you got to weed through a lot of, you know, some of them crank calls, some of them, you know, uh, threatening calls who, you know, they didn't say they were cops, but like they were probably cops. Like we're going <laughs> to, you know, they're watch your ass, like that kind of stuff. So like, it's a mixed bag overall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He, uh, you know, recovered, you know, recovered from a gunshot wound. Not the first time he's been shot or had shrapnel or whatever because of the war. So he's just, you know, kind of plugging away, doing his, you know, trying to make the best of the situation. You know, probably gave Janice a little bit of a raise or a bonus or, you know, something sort of commensurate with all that. You know, in fact, she was threatened and everything. Yeah, but he's he's just sort of like doing his thing. Okay, perfect. So uh, you're going to be heading over to the Glow. Are you heading alone tonight? Are you hitting your Rolodex to see if you know anybody that wants to go with you? Are you going to try to find somebody at the Glow that night? Um, are you going to go stag? I These are things I'm just thinking of. You don't have to do them. I'm just, just yeah, asking. Yeah. He probably goes stag. You know, if, if something happens, something happens. Um, I don't know that he would necessarily go out of his way to uh to bring anyone okay at like at a character this might have been a good spot to like maybe then bring janice but like i think the expectation on new year's eve would be different than just like going out for a drink sort of thing so i don't i, I don't yeah, want to yeah, do that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's implying a lot yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i think he probably goes stag okay perfect yeah so like you you know catch a taxi you're heading to the glow you can see that uh, there was a light snow through the day, but it's starting to get really heavy about now. So much so that the uh, driver of the taxi is like putting on his wipers, going, making them go really fast because they're so thick and like wet that there's just, you know, it, it's, it's hard for him to see, but he's like, you know, doing his best. And he's, you know, again, he lives in, he lives in New York. So he's kind of used to, you know, bad weather and stuff like that. So yeah, uh, he says, um, he looks back, he look, kind of looks back to George and he says, uh, uh, hopefully you're not staying out too late because if it, 
if it gets to be too late, uh, you may have to be walking home. I don't know if these streets will be safe for you to be dr- to be for you f- to be dr- to be driven. Uh, you know those those mutton heads with the you know with the weather report. What do they know? We get a little bit of snow. It's wintertime. Of course, it's going to snow, right? I don't know. My my left knee says it's going to happen, but you know who knows? You know, it's it it's one of those things where it's they say it's going to be like you know fifteen inches, and then it's only two. So you never know. Yeah, I don't know. My uh, my back gives me a little bit of trouble. You know. Uh, Got a little bit of shrapnel left in there still, so I I know it's cold and it's uh, you know it's none none too uh, none too nice outside, but uh, yeah, yeah I I don't know I I you know snow is snow right that I mean, is true welcome to New York that is true especially if you if you get some of that motor oil in your system at the Glow Lounge it may loosen you up and you may be able to walk uh, quite a ways maybe I guess we'll see. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, he just kind of uh, takes you up to the lounge. Nothing really kind of happens. You know, again, it's a little thicker, so it's, it takes you a little bit longer to get there. As soon as you get there, it is hopping. I mean, it just the, the champagne is flowing. The, the alcohol is flowing. The beers are flowing. The place looks gorgeous. So as far as the Glow Lounge goes, uh, the Glow Lounge has kind of been in a dip lately. Ever since everything happened with Marcus and Carol Divers being involved, uh, as Carol's star was rising at the lounge, after all this, it kind of went, it kind of dropped. Um, she's been pretty much hooked on Coke um, <laughs> to be, to, unfortunately, to be, you know, just kind of blunt about it. Um, it's affected her social life. It's affected her singing. Um, she still performs there, but a lot less than she did. Some people have been trying to help. Evelyn's been trying to help out. So has Herman Stern, the owner of the Glow Lounge. I have to read these things because I forgot them because it's been a bit. <laughs> I should know these things in my head, but it's hard. And so business hasn't been all that great but they're doing the best they can uh but this night is a night where it is just popping everything's going the champagne is flowing and you know everything else too people are also you know buying cigs off of you know off of the waitresses and stuff like that so like it's just a lot is going on it's beautiful it's magnificent you're a little earlier than like the main ruckus is going on. So like, uh, boy, now I, I'm going to have to make a separate list of performers because now I'm like, do I recycle all, you know, these names and stuff like that. So I'm going to say Bubba Michelson is uh, performing tonight with his, with his band. And it is like lively jazz. It's really, it's, it's upbeat. It's swinging. Everybody is just kind of, if they're not out in the dance floor, you know, they're at the, they're at the bar and they're kind of tapping their hands as they're, you know, sipping their drinks. People are getting a little more raucous. You know, some people are already making out before the, the balls even dropped, you know, that kind of thing. It's going crazily well. One thing that's kind of off on a big night like this, you would expect that Bill Fullman would be manning the door. He is not. 
So you don't know if he has the night off, what's going on. So uh, Jeremy is at the door. Uh, this big burly guy that just looks like a guy that just pounds heads for a living and is not the nicest of guys. And when he pats you, he pats you in a way that you almost want to like file a report because he's, you know, <laughs> going at it a little too, a little too well. Yeah. But um, everything is going just swimmingly well. Okay. I mean, I assume they probably have coat check in 1947. So he, you know, comes in and he sort of like dusts himself off, doffs his hat, goes to take his coat off. And just like, ah, I, you know, he's got that shrapnel like back in his, like underneath the shoulder, kind of like on the back, sort of like in the rib area. Yeah. And, and, and the, the lady that's doing the coat check, she actually comes from behind the counter and actually like, here, here sir, let me help you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thanks. I got a yeah, old injury. Sometimes, you know, when the weather's like this, it really, uh, you know, acts up on me a little bit. What she says, and she's just kind of like she kind of eyes you up and down. She's like, "Ooh, she's like, you might need a little something to kind of help you there, sugar." Yeah, I'm gonna work on that in just a minute. <laughs> yeah, she kind of winks at you and she says, "Well, I put this right here, number three, nice and tidy for you. And when you need it, you come back and you see Jane." Thanks, Jane. You know, he, he tips her the buck or whatever. You know, whatever the appropriate amount is. Yeah, for time, sure. You know. <laughs> And she's like, thank you, sweetie. Have a good time. Thanks. Uh, yeah, you too, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I guess <laughs> she kind of like <laughs> point, she like kind of like puts her hands where the, all the coats are. It's like, I guess, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, he, you know, kind of wanders in, takes the measure of the room, kind of, you know, tries to find himself a corner that he could, you know, sit down and just kind of take in the spectacle. Yeah, for sure. So you you you're kind of in the north uh, northeast corner, and you kind of survey the room. There's a lots of bodies around. Everyone just kind of having a good time. Um, you can actually see by his office door, just out outside of his office door, Herman Stern is with a bunch of uh, gentlemen in suits, and they're all just having laughing and having a good time, smoking together, uh, patting each other on the back. You look to the the south southwest side and you actually see uh evelyn and a kind of large gentleman he looks like at one point he was a really muscular fella but probably has had a few uh spaghetti spaghetti dinners and uh, it's kind of lost a little bit of that but you can still tell that he's still got a, a decent amount of bulk you real you kind of you you kind of look over there and you kind of you scratch your face a little bit and you kind of look squint a little bit and you're like, I think I know who that is. It is actually someone that was in your uh, infantry. Um, Matthew Johnson. He is hanging out with Evelyn and they are having a drink and just kind of talking and laughing. So when he, when he realizes that it's him, he kind of starts to, turn to like make his way over like wow that's crazy right Mm -hmm. and then like you know she leans in and like puts her hand on his hand and you know he kind of throws his head back and laughs and you know like they're sharing a moment and he's like oh oh, uh huh well you know he's thinking to himself like well he you know he probably like he can't know right like what are like what are the odds right like Mm -hmm. and he's like yeah 
and he tries to find like a different spot so like they're not directly in his eye line <laughs> nice and yeah so then yeah so you do you you kind of find a little spot to kind of you know have your spirits and you know have your smokes and stuff like that and um they're just so involved in what's going on they don't really notice you yeah 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 um he, he thinks that maybe later like would like maybe when she goes in the back or something like he would go over and, and maybe say something but like that's he you know he's glad to see him right like so if they were the you know the same the same unit right like he made it they you know they both made it you know they you know if, if nothing was untoward between them right like that that's something that you share that like other people can't you know comprehend right unless yeah you're for sure that sort of thing so like he does kind of want to talk to him but like he doesn't want to talk to him with evb in there right like that's just not <laughs> yeah 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 it's like being sure. kicked when you're down yeah for sure yeah so like i'm just gonna say this so that you and the listener know that that yeah you you guys had a good repertoire like it wasn't you know you weren't the best of friends but you weren't enemies either it was like a good like every once in a while you talk about baseball or you know talk about you know like you both like he lived in let's say he lived in new jersey and like you met how would you meet hmm <laughs> i mean probably over there right like maybe he mixed in as um as a replacement while george was already there or something like that okay you know, just you know came into the company while he was already there or vice you know vice versa or whatever yeah yeah and you know he was dependable like never you know never wigged out you know was was always you know, you needed somebody, he was there, right? Like, wasn't someone that shirked anything. Like, it was, you know, the best of times, worst of times kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, yeah. So, you, you know, you feel like even though you don't really have any friends around here, like, you're friendly with people and stuff like that. Like, you feel like, oh, I, this is somebody I can actually catch up with. Mm -hmm. um, so, the night kind of wears on. It gets to be a little bit later, and Evelyn takes her leave. Obviously, she's going to go to the back to get ready for her performance. She's the number one star of Glow Lounge, and that's what most people came to see besides getting drunk and watch and waiting for midnight to come so they can smooch on whoever or celebrate whatever. Anyway, so yeah, so she makes her way to the back. As she's kind of heading towards there, you actually kind of watch her go by. And it just kind of do like the whole, like, I'm trying to avoid eye contact because <laughs> this might be weird and stuff like that. And you hear you hear a voice all of a sudden go, no shit, George Armstrong. And like, he makes a show of like looking around because he already knows where he was. You know, he looks and he looks, Matt, Matt, no, no, no fucking way. Is that you? Georgie, how are you doing? Uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm I'm doing all right. You 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 look good. Uh, what, what what brings you out this way? Oh, you know what? I I got a new job. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. I'm working with uh, I'm working with Sullivan Construction. Uh, oh yeah, he, you know he's the he got elected the new mayor. He, uh, <laughs> the old the old the old guy that was in there. He uh, yeah. I, I don't know if you heard about that. His his wife. Uh, his wife killed him <laughs> yeah i heard about that that's uh that's one of those uh one of those things where it's like okay top of the world one day and then uh six feet under it the next huh 
<laughs> Usually it takes 50 years, right? Yeah, no kidding. You think with, you know, with your spouse, you think it would just be one of those things you bleed you dry for like 60 years. Yeah, yeah. But how you doing? And he, he slaps the part where you had that shrapnel and then he like, he watches you wince and then he's just kind of like, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no problem. That's uh, yeah, it's it's not so bad in the summer, but man, it fucking kills me in the winter. Yeah, I I don't doubt it. I mean, this is this is. I heard it's gonna be pretty brutal here in the next day or two. Eh, you know that's what they say, but it, eh, who knows? You know, wake up tomorrow, the sun will be out and it'll all be melted. Oh boy, famous last words from George Armstrong. Here we go again. <laughs> Hey, well, we both made it, right? So that's that's all that matters. You sure did. We sure did. Man, can you believe this place? I just found out about it. Yeah, this is my uh, this is my regular. I uh, this, I spend quite a bit of time in here, you know. And he kind of like makes like a drinky motion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, uh, yeah, yep. That's old. That's old Georgie. He says uh, it's crazy because you know I've been I've been dating this dame for a while now, and she just told me that she works here. Oh, really? Um, who's who's that? He's like, oh, yeah, uh, Evie Hayes. You heard her? Like, he kind of, like, looks up and away and sort of, like, you know, rubs his face. And he's like, yeah, I, uh, yeah, we, we go, uh, we go back a little ways. You Maybe. don't say. And another thing, like, in the back of your head, like, nobody calls her Evie. Like, you've tried to do that a couple of times and she just hates it. Well, she hates it now. She didn't hate it before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, uh, yeah, it's, uh, hmm, good, good, uh, good for you. Matt, I tell, that's, uh, oh, I tell you, she's got, she's got legs for days and a good mind, too. Yeah, yeah, she could, uh, she really built them out, too. It's, uh, oh, yeah, she's, she's one of a kind. I'm a lucky man. He, like he just kind of slowly doesn't say anything. He's like nods his head, like I'll hey, find out. It's fine. <laughs> and then he he uh, he slaps the table, and he's just like two for this guy, you know, for me and this guy or whatever. And he's like beers. And then he uh, looks at you again. He's like he slaps the table, and he's like ah, enough about me. I'm like, what about you? What have you been up to? Yeah, you know, I, I I've been busy, uh, you know, working on my, you know, I'm a private detective now, you know, after the, uh, you know, after the injury and all, you know, he's like moving his arm around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I couldn't go back to the factory. And um, I mean, you know, after being overseas, there wasn't, uh, <laughs> even if I could, there wasn't too much to it, just standing there, you know, working on a machine all day. And I get a little, uh, get a little wanderlust, you know? Yeah, yeah. I hear you there. <laughs> George Armstrong private dick and he like gives you like a little a little uh, elbow to the to the uh to the ribs or whatever yeah that's the nicest thing i get called on some days <laughs> he's like i bet he's like i've been on the i've been on the opposite end of those things you know what i mean yeah yeah hey you ever hear from any other guys uh you know what keep keep in touch with anybody oh yeah for sure talk to eddie the other day uh yeah he's doing really good he's actually overseas in japan i mean i can't i can you believe that he's with that occupation thing there like he's uh he sure is oh wow yeah huh. yeah he's doing good uh too bad about bobby though poor bobby had cancer he died no kidding yeah God yeah yeah so yeah got it in his lungs jesus yep gone gone too soon and he the drinks come he's like ah, all right let's all right let's 
let's toast to us, huh? And let's, hey, why don't we toast to the 21st, shall we? Hey, and to Bobby. And to Bobby. And he clinks your glass a little too hard. It kind of like both beer just kind of like splashes on both of you or whatever. And he's like, he's like, gone too soon, but we will, we will, uh, but we'll remember his memory and we will keep on trucking. He was the best of us. Then he sure clinks was. him again. Nice. Uh, he takes a big swell and stuff like that. And uh, the lights start to kind of come down and, uh, Matthew's kind of like, oh, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, this is good. This is the good stuff right here. Oh, I can't wait. All right. So they're sitting together. So George turns, right? So like Matt's sitting looking, and George is kind of like half leaning on the on the little round table. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he, he like he's chagrined to some extent, right? Like she's gonna come out and see him with Matt just as she's coming out to perform. So like it tickles him a little bit, but it's also <laughs> like, it sucks because, <laughs> you know, like he's with Evie now, not that anybody knew anything like, or, you know, maybe like, I don't know that she would put two and two together. Like, why would my name come up? Right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, so it's like completely like sort of an innocent sort of thing, but like, he's, he's kind of waiting for the look on her face when she comes out and like looks at Matt and be like, Oh, you know, here we go. Sort of thing. And like, he's just sort of sitting there. <laughs> That's perfect. So yeah. So the, the music swells, it's a, it's a almost a, it's a sad, but beautiful kind of tone. And of she, strings. yeah, for sure. And she comes out and the, the light shining on or whatever. And she glances over in that, uh, or well, she's scanning the room because technically Matthew's not in the spot where he used to be. So she's kind of scanning the room. She finally catches both of you and she kind of like hesitates for a second. And it, her face is complete shock. He lifts his glass and kind of like, t- like subtly like, like, Hey, but like, you know, he's holding his glass and he's like, eh, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and as, as quickly as the shock kind of comes on, she actually gets a big, like shit eating grin, like, Oh, my old man with my new man kind of thing. And yeah. she and her composure finally gets back and she gets into into gets to the microphone and the music swells and she sings. Send your eye out to the world. 